Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this podcast, we're looking at Zombicide Green Horde. Hi, my name's Peter. And I'm Shondell. And today we are doing a sequel episode, which is a new format we have for games that are standalone games, but follow a game that we have already reviewed. So in this case, we're looking at Zombicide Green Horde. We have already reviewed Zombicide Black Plague, and a lot of the gameplay and the look of it and everything is the same. So if you want to know a bit more about the game, listen to that Black Plague review first. And we're just going to really focus on talking about the differences today between the two games. I mean, just before we start doing that, there is a lot to be said about how this does feel like a sequel. Like the artwork is so much similar. The way the miniatures feel, look, you know, the style, it it just, it feels like a sequel. It doesn't feel like it's – it feels like an expansion of the universe yeah. of Zombicide. Yeah. So it's very well done the way they've done this and they've kept that theme th- running through and it doesn't feel out of place at all. It doesn't feel tacked on almost, you know, which yeah. is clever. Yeah. So let's start with the differences though. Um, the first thing that we've picked out is the fact that – in Zombicide Black Plague, you have humans, whereas in this theme, this sequel, you have orcs. Yes, so this is for the... The bad guys, the zombies. Yeah, the zombies themselves. The Black Plague ones are humans, the Green Horde ones are orcs. There's not really too much to say about that. They are different miniatures. In this one, they're green. In yeah. the original, they're like a brownie colour. Yeah, so um, and and you still have your orc walkers, the the fatties, the abominations, the orc runners, and the orc necromancers. So pretty much feels the same way, the same roles, the same characters. You know, I suppose in some ways they could be interchangeable if you had, uh, if you wanted to. But it's great that they've got these green characters they look great the detail is amazing yep. you know there's one thing that cool minis or not does an amazing job of it's the details of these minis so well done to them the thing in this one that does drive me a bit nuts is that in the original in black plague um, you had well, it's not really the original, really, isn't it? No, because uh, Zombicide was the original. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're basing this on Black Plague because it's the one that we've reviewed before. Yeah. So, so based upon Black Plague, the differences on the runners to the walkers, yes, um, is quite difficult to see. You know, uh, at first glance. Yeah, it was really obvious with Black Plague which ones were runners and which ones were walkers when oh, you had to take them were on the board. Sprinting pose. Or, they, yeah. they looked like they were, you know, skin and bones and they were just, you know, it was very, very easy. This one, it seems like they all want to be striking the similar pose. So looking across the board um, and trying to pull out the runner to a walker there are a couple of poses that look very much the same. Yeah. And I think you have to kind of focus on their ears and their nose are a little bit pointier yeah, and it's just a it, little, it's, it's, it's a very small much, detail yeah, to be looking at in exactly. a hurry. Now, if you were to paint them, I'm sure they would make a, a lot easier to be able to, to be able to identify them. But there are Straight so many. Box, though, yeah, yeah, there's so many there that we, we just, I don't think we'll ever get around to painting Well, these. we don't really paint them anyway, no. so. 
So the next feature um, that's different is the way the damage is inflicted. Yes. Now, this is a really interesting one, and I quite like this difference. With the original Black Plague, it didn't matter what hit you, whether it was a walker or a fatty or a runner or the abomination even, they only ever did one damage to you. But with this one, the different characters do different amounts of damage to you. Which makes sense. It's the whole theme running through. So you would imagine that a an abomination or a fatty would hurt you a lot more than yeah. just a runner or a yep. walker. Yep. And so that's that's kind of cool. It does make it a lot more dangerous to be yes. hit by – like an abomination hits you for three. So if you get hit by abomination, you're pretty much dead straight away. Mm. So it's a lot – there's a lot more pressure on getting out of the way of everyone. Yeah. Or at least, you know – Getting, making sure you're hit by only runners or walkers and not more powerful creatures. Now, we've got to say at this point that playing Black Plague, we may have played it wrong. <laughs> okay, yes, so, we played all 10 quests. Yeah, wrong. Wrong. Yeah, which probably means we need to go back and replay them. Yeah. But. Only because that, we, that, we healed ourselves a little bit more than we were yeah, supposed to be well, able to heal ourselves. Either way, either way, yep. what I'm trying to get at is that when we started playing Green Horde with the right rules, yes. I guess. Yes. Um, it was really it was, tough. It was very tough. <laughs> yeah. I think even the intro game, I think we lost the first time yeah, around. We had to play it again the second time. So. You know, this one is a lot harder the way that it plays. Which Maybe is good. because we, we played it a right. Bit of yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 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 for sure. Another big factor of the changes, the differences between Black Plague and Green Horde is the Horde itself. Yes, yes. Now, this is really, really interesting, and I love this idea. I don't know whether where they where they get these ideas from. They brainstorm them, they get feedback from people who've played it before, but this is a great idea that you have at the bottom of some of the cards. Um, the zombie spawn cards. The zombie spawn cards, exactly. It, it may produce an extra runner or a walker or a fatty, which sits off into one side on this horde of Zombies. orcs, zombie orcs. That just gets larger and larger and larger. And then eventually you have something called into the horde card, which they just drop. Yeah. A certain gate which you've just flip over, you know, if that's the, the gate, gate portal, whatever it is. Spawn point? Yeah, spawn point. Okay. So they drop off this spawn point and <laughs> um, and of mass. So you've got to keep your eye on this and you've got to try and, and keep that number down. Yep. And you've also got to think uh, about all the other zombies on the board and how am I going to keep these numbers under control because when that horde does enter then i've got to attack all of them so i've got to be prepared for that yeah now one thing i do like about this is that there is a little bit of balance there it's not just all hard that you do have if you can time it right if you've got the horde down at a certain number or a horde has just been released and then you have another enter the horde you don't just get this uh, the same uh, you know same number or anything you you get whatever's in that pool yeah so So if it hasn't had a chance to build up yet it's not so bad yeah and that has happened to us a couple of times and gone you know thank goodness yeah yeah yeah, exactly so it's good it's a strategy um to keep the horde down yes yes. and uh, a bit of luck there as well 
And how you keep the hoard down brings us to the next difference, which is the trebuchet. Yeah. So the trebuchet is a weapon, but it's not a weapon from a card. It's a physical weapon that sits on the board and it does fire in many different ways and it is one, well, the only weapon that can target the horde when they're not on the board. So you are able to use that weapon to try and keep the horde under control. Yeah, so you've got uh, the different types of ways that it can hit the horde or anything. I mean, the trebuchet can be used across the board. Yep. And as long as it's a certain distance away from you, you can't shoot. When it's right next to you. Yeah, yeah. which makes sense. It's like a distance weapon. Yeah. So you've got uh, it's like a scatter shot, a grape shot and a boulder. So they go from being a really dispersed, only hit um, the yeah, weaker style yeah. of, of um, orcs versus the boulder, which is, you know, trying to hit the uh, potentially the abomination. Yep. And but you've only and got you've got less dice yeah. to do that with, and you've got to get a higher number. So it's really good balance, and it does work really well with this with this horde idea. Yes, and so you got to kind of protect it as well is the thing. And you have to. You can't let takes, the orcs get close to it, but you can drag it and move it. You can drag as well. it, but it takes almost all your actions for one turn to move it because yep. it's so big and heavy. But what you and gen- you can't move it yeah. through doorways or through um, yeah you can't drop it down into like this this part of this game as well as what we talk about in in the in the next, the next couple of sections yeah but there's a lot of obstacles there as well that that black plague never had yeah so and that's you can't great. move it through all of those yeah. so potentially it could be stuck in a zone where it can only just move back and forward one square so so what you do is you end up with all your guys uh your heroes are surrounding this this trebuchet, trying to keep the horde down. Whereas yep. you got another, it's almost like you're forcing the team to splinter off to achieve the objectives, while the other team is standing by the trebuchet. We've played at that before, and we've won. And we've been quite successful with that strategy. We're but not saying it's a strategy that's always going to work, though. Yeah, we've only no, played but, it a few yeah, times. and but there's an, in a couple of times we've had to go on. We, we've just had to abandon the trebuchet yeah, altogether. Exactly. Yeah. So, do you stick with it? How long do you stick with it? Because I mean, once you abandon that thing, you can't keep the horde down. So you better, you know, protect it as long as you can. Is what I'm trying to say. So that leads us on to the, the obstacles that you're talking about. Yeah, so you've you've got like um hedges, which is very interesting. Now this makes distance weapons really hard because you cannot see through to the other side of the hedge. So the way a hedge works is you it blocks your line of sight. You can move through it, but when you do move through it, you have to roll a dice and potentially encounter a orc walker on the other side. Unless, you of course, know. you've got one of your other heroes that, that yeah, is, is already on the other, on other side. side who can see and tell you that no one's there. The yeah. coast is clear. Yeah, again, which works well with the theme and the, the idea of the world. You know, yes. they've thought about it, you know, so it's it, good. They do make it feel a lot more like it's the outskirts of town because you've got a lot of gardens and you've got a lot of hedges, but the hedges, they just feel like that everywhere. They're always blocking your line of sight, which is why yeah. Yeah, those distant weapons don't really feel like they work as well mm, because mm. you don't have line of sight. It makes it changes your strategy altogether, yes, the yes. way that you fight these um, these orcs. You can see them because, hey, you know, we've got a top-down view of them and we know where they're approaching. But as a survivor who's running around the place, you can just imagine that zombies are coming left, right and centre and, yeah, 
It's very clever, very good. The next um, object that gets in your way, I guess, is a is a barrier. Now, barriers can you can see through to zombies, but you just can't get through to them. And you can use your long ranged weapon, ranged weapon to yep. get through them and fire through to them. So it does work in your advantage to have barriers. We can't really talk much more about barriers because we haven't actually played them yet. They yeah. don't play in some of the earlier quests. As far as we know, unless we've been playing it wrong, which is, <laughs> as we all know, it's quite likely with us. So the next obstacle is water. And water is an interesting one because you have sort of ledges that drop into the water and then you've got shoreline as well. Yeah. So you can imagine walking through water, it's a lot more difficult than walking on land. So you have to use more actions to get somewhere. Yeah. Then the shore areas where the water's a bit shallower, you can move through quickly. And then you've got the ledges essentially that drop into the water where you can drop into easily, but you have to kind of climb out. Zombies can't climb out of water, which does lead to the situation where you can be standing on a ledge, the zombies are following you because you're making noise, but they can't get up to you. So you're sort of like taking shot, was it shooting fish in a barrel? Is that the same? Yeah, yeah. You just shoot down at them, which feels a little bit like... Cheating. No. <laughs> it's a strategy. It's a strategy. A Look, you, you've got so much going against you in this game. You've yeah. got to make the obstacles work for you. And I guess that's part of having those barriers as well. Yep. Like the hedges really work against you. Yes. And uh, they do, they don't, they make you very cautious about moving through a hedge in case you roll a dice and produce a zombie. And there's always a chance that, that might happen. So to have something that works for you, I say go for it because <laughs> at the end of the day, this is a hard game compared to Black Plague. Yes. The, they do, the water does work against you in one way though and that's it does take two actions to move through deeper water. You're sloshing through there. And yeah. when, you're, when you're, especially at the start when you've only got three actions, you step into the water. So you take two actions to yeah. sort of move and then you're stranded and it's really annoying when you've got an action left and you can't use it because you can't move any further. You don't have enough actions to move further. But yes, you're, you're not in a room so you can't search the room. You're not, you've got no zombies inside. I don't know, you're just... It's a wasted action because there's nothing you can do with it. Mm-hmm. And those are all the obstacles, which leads us to the last thing, which is the difference in cards. Yeah, so what you'll find with these is we've mentioned the end of the horde cards, which are also there, um, and you have more vault weapons. Now, these vault weapons, they do have something that was mentioned in Black Plague but never actually used, and is was used in, in the Wolfsburg, which is you can only use these weapons once you reach a certain level. So yeah. in generally when you're not in the blue, essentially. So you've got to get yeah. higher. You've got to be more skilled survivor, essentially, to be able to handle these weapons. But it is nice having a bigger variety of vault weapons. I think there's five or six of them as opposed to just the two that were in the original Black Plague box. So you get to shuffle them up and you don't know what's going to be good. there when you break into a yeah. vault, whereas before you kind of yeah. – it was going to be this or this. So it's good having that bit more variety. There are a few different weapons in the normal equipment deck, but it's still – I don't know. I had a quick look through it. It's about the same level of variety as there was in the Black Plague deck. It's just different weapons to some of the ones found in the Black Plague deck. And, again, it's it's – down to their creativity of this 
of cool minis or not, that they've got this huge variety of weapons. I don't know how they think up all these weapons and, yeah, and whatnot yeah. because there is a ton in there. Yep. So full credit to them and their imagination to get so many extra weapons, you know, after how many variations of zombie side. That's it's really good. It's it, That is one point that my hat's off to their, them and their, and their efforts that they've done. And I've just remembered another difference that we didn't actually write down is the characters and their abilities. Yes, in true. In the Green yeah. Horde box as opposed to the Black Plague box. Now, we're trying very carefully not to talk about any um, different characters and abilities or cards or everything that are found in expansions or the Horde box, which came with the this game if you kickstarted it, which yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, But... Having said that, in the the standard Green Horde box, the characters do have different abilities to what they had in Black Plague. Some of them are good. Um, Some of them it takes you a while to really understand why you would want to do that. But none of them can beat Bloodlust. (laughs) (laughs) Which is my favourite of all the powers. It's my favourite thing of the entire game. So, I don't know. They're good. They're good. But I'm still going to play Anne every time because I love the Bloodlust. Which leads us on to best and worst. Best and worst. My best is the horde. Yes. I really like the horde mechanism and just the anticipation of as it gets bigger and bigger and you're starting to think, oh no, when this comes out, it's going to be really tough for us to tackle it. And Absolutely. The horde and the trebuchet combo, that the way yeah. that they've brought that out is just really, really good. Amazing. Your worst? Worst is what I've mentioned before, which is the minis, how they the, you can't really from a distance identify the difference between a runner and a walker and it really bugs me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to put a, uh, like a, a dot or something on the bottom of the, of the things just so I can see from a distance what is a runner and what is a walker. Mine is the hedges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, okay, partly, yes, they're going to make the game harder and that's good, but there's too many of them and the fact that they almost make those long-range weapons, like I'm not talking about, you know, you just your range of one, but like your longbow, it's almost redundant. Like no one wants to, before that was really powerful, but now it's almost like no one wants to carry it because to get someone that's three away from you that you can actually have line of sight to is very rare. Or it could just be the unless only... You're firing, unless you're firing that bow along the water because then you always got long shots no, along the no, water. No, they don't really. They really didn't. I don't know. It could just be the maps that we've played so far, but I just felt like it was redundant having those really long-range weapons because there were so many hedges. I guess it's not that I don't like the hedges. I guess I just think there's a little bit too many of them in the maps. They could have cut back a little bit. Final thoughts. Zombie Side Green Horde is an excellent sequel. It expands the universe of Black Plague very well and it pushes the boundaries of the rules. It makes them more complex. So if you're jumping into Zombie Side Green Horde without playing Black Plague, then it might feel like a more complex game. I feel yep. like Black Plague in its purity was was simplistic and, and amazing. But yeah, Zombieside Green Horde just kind of for me and makes I enjoy the complexity of it. Yep. 
for me, I think Zombieside Green Horde just has that little bit more variety, like variety with the damage inflicted, variety with the weapons, variety with the strategies that you need to come up with, variety with the maps. And that's really good if you enjoyed Black Plague and you just want to expand on that and add add more to it. It's just more. I think I think this this game would play really well in games of the bunker <laughs> because if you include the the horde box, which I know we weren't going to discuss too much, yeah, we do we so, do want to mention it though. Yeah. There's so much variety and there's so many extra characters. So it's many nuts. more necromancers and characters and you could bad play guys. this game indefinitely. There's so many so much variety and you can make up your own maps and you can add the black plague expansion too and you can add the wolfsburg expansion and you can add all the other friends and foes and every other yeah, expansion no rest, the no rest of the wicked every other expansion that comes with this 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 map could be the size of your, your of your dining room table and it could have as many characters and as many you know bad guys and good guys and portals and spawn points and and necromancers and and abominations that you want to the sky's the limit you can almost you can tailor this game in and have your own house rules it's yeah. nuts it's crazy it's it's amazing it's great it's its own little world it's and it does come with a lot of minis which should be mentioned because i know some people back the kickstarter just because they want the minis and if you got the horde box if you did back the kickstarter and you got the horde box along with the original green horde it's it's just a huge number of minis and they're really good and they're really complex I was just thinking about that. You say, you know, you're combining, you know, you can combine this with Zombicide Black Plague and so on and so forth. But this is a sequel to Zombicide Black Plague. It's not a sequel to Zombicide. And Zombicide Black Plague is kind of a sequel to Zombicide. But you could combine this and Black Plague, but you can't combine this with the original Zombicide because no. the original Zombicide is set in yeah. modern times. Yeah. Whereas both of these are set in medieval times. And so they work well together. So you could combine the maps, you can combine the characters and yep. everything yep. with these two games. Yep. In fact, it has, I believe, some maps online that does combine the, the two um, boxes together. Yep. And we're thinking of our own scenario and different ways to play it that when we get around to trying them and seeing if they work, we will put them online as well. You've been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us podcast at allmannerofthings.com or alternatively you can visit our website at www.allmannerofthings.com thanks for listening bye Bye.